Welcome to the Independent Oxford podcast produced by Story94. I'm Rosie and I'll be guiding you through inspiring indie stories from businesses across Oxfordshire to help you find out more about the shops, cafes, studios and spaces that make up our local communities. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Oxford podcast. I'm Rosie and today I am joined by B from Headington Fair Trade. Hi B. Hi there. How are you doing? Good, thank you very much. Good. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having me. Um so just uh let's let's kick off by um finding out a bit about Headington Fair Trade and how it all started. Okay, so um I'm um Headington Fair Trade's media assistant. Um so I've been working there for a year. Um kind of um thinking about how to kind of slightly bring it into the 21st century. Um but also just um uh, thinking about social media and a uh, new website and that sort of thing. Um, we are 11 years old, almost 11 years old, um, and we are a community cooperative. So we're basically run by a volunteer committee of 10 people. Um, and then we have, um, f- currently we have four members of staff, um, one so uh, two full-time members of staff and two part-time members of staff, of which I am one. Um, and um, really the sort of way we came into being was the sort of vision from one of our committee members, um, John Coyle, um, and um, some of his um, friends decided that they wanted to start a fair trade business because fair trade is, um, you know, a, a, a really good thing. And, um, and you know, we thought if we could sell... Um, you know, the products that, um, you know, producer communities um, all over the world um, create, then we are sort of, um, you know, giving them a platform to sell their things and for them to make money. Um, So that's kind of where the idea came from. And he, um, I mean, I've talked to John about this and um, I know that when he started, they had no idea what they were doing. They were just like, let's just do a fair trade shop, you know. And um, it just sort of happened, you know, you know, by dint of just hard work, um, they got a shop. Um, we're right in the middle of the Headington shops. Um, it's a really nice location, actually. But, you know, they didn't have retail experience or anything like that. Um, but they were just passionate about fair trade and sort of ethical um, and sustainable business. And um, and it, it's just gone from there, really. Um, and we've been sort of going strong ever since. So, yeah, that's that's kind of how we began. Amazing. So what, so what was John's background how how did he kind of get into so um i think the background um his his sort of fair trade uh interest stems from um uh being a christian actually i think that it's church because i think um churches uh, and fair trade how you know often work quite closely together so i think that was his um background and i know that quite a few of our uh committee members um are church members with him or, you know, know him through that sort of um, thing. Um, so I think that was his initial kind of um, uh, impetus. But, um, you know, obviously it's not, it's not just, it's not a, it, it can be completely secular. It doesn't need to be related to religion at all. Um, um, but I know that that was where his sort of uh, interest in it and probably where he had come across it before. Mm. And that was the initial, yeah. Yeah. And what was your kind of inspiration to get involved in in Headington Fair Trade? Um, yeah, so I um, come at it from a sort of different 
perspective, really. Um, more, um, you know, I've always been interested in sort of ethical and sustainable um, lifestyle, I suppose. Um, I'm, you know, aside from, so I do this um, part time. I, I actually do a couple of other jobs as well, one of which is a forest school leader. So I'm very keen on the outdoors and just, um, you know, um, you know, being sustainable, I suppose. So for me, fair trade kind of goes hand in hand with that sort of lifestyle. Um, you know, I um, do all my forest school stuff with a cargo bike. <laughs> I cycle everywhere. You know, I just I just think, you know, fair trade is an obvious choice, really. So for me, working uh, for a fair trade shop made a lot of sense. Um, and I actually, so I started this job um, in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and it was perfect for me, actually, because prior to that, I had been... Um, kind of more being doing forest school more which obviously kind of disappeared in at the beginning of the pandemic and then I was at home with my kids constantly and I was like I need a job <laughs> and I saw this job advertised and I um you know went for it and I was it was brilliant it's been brilliant it's been a um, great place to work it's really nice working um with a committee like a volunteer Tier committee, it's 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 different and it's interesting and it's um, you know there's a massive variety of ages, which is really nice, um, and it's just different from just working in a standard sort of um, job where you have a sort of hierarchy like that. It's um, it's 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 nice. Mm, yeah, it fits the mold of fair trade again really nicely. It's really interesting how um, fair trade and sustainable living seems to have gone hand in hand and and kind of pairs up really nicely. It seems to be a really nice fit. Yeah, and we actually at heading to fair trade. One of the things we do do, which um, which is really good, I think, and and um, is is really successful, is we also do Ecova refills and Faith in Nature shampoo and body wash refills. So. Exactly. It's kind of like, you know, I think when we started, we were really selling sort of gifts, you know, crafts that were made by fair trade communities in, in you know, the global south mostly. Um, and we realised that the people who were buying that sort of stuff were also the people who want to live sustainably. So, um, you know, so it's sort of a natural to move on to refills. Um, and we also do a bit, I mean, almost everything we do is fair trade, but then we do eco and we do some sort of eco products. Um, we call them so like re reusable coffee cups made of sort of bamboo or rice husk. Um, some really nice um, sort of water bottle, you know, refill, that sort of thing, you know, um, you know, things that you can use around the house that not necessarily fair trade, but they're eco-conscious. So, yeah, they do really go hand in hand. And in Oxford, we've got a great market for that. Mm, yeah, definitely. Well, we are, we are a, a fair trade city, aren't we? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's, there's definitely the, the community is there and the um, support for it definitely. Is, 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 is strong. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how how you're talking about the, um, that it's run as a um, cooperative mm. How do you feel that is a kind of positive way of, of running a business? So, um, I mean, I think it could be difficult. I think it works really well um, with the, you know, with the sort of um, committee that we've got, um, which does change. But um, it just means that you get input from lots of different people and no one sort of is, it, it, there's not anyone who's like, right, no, this is what we're doing. Um, I mean, John, John is still on the committee and he definitely, you know, kind of, he's kind of the ideas guy quite often. Um, he, he really sort of has, has a vision for 
moving us forward and not just sitting with the status quo. Um, but um, but no, I mean, we have to get approval from all of us to, for all of the committee, I'm not on the committee actually, but, you know, to sort of move ahead with something. Um, and I think that works really nicely. I mean, it wouldn't work if we were a huge business. Well, it would be difficult, but um, but it works really well. And again, it's kind of within that sort of fair trade ethos, the, the idea of, you know, just um, taking, you know, democracy and taking everybody's view into account and... Um, yeah, it just works really, really well. And so do you think the um, the mix of demographics plays into that as well, that you've got kind of voices from different generations? Yeah, and- yeah I think so. I mean, I think one of the things we'd quite like as a committee is to have some younger people on the committee because, you know, because it's voluntary. I mean, obviously, you know, older people have a little bit more time. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. And people have come from all sorts of interesting, you know, walks of life. And, um, you know, everyone has something else to give, basically. So that's really useful. So do you find some really interesting kind of volunteer stories? And Yeah, I, I tend not to work with the volunteers. So Susie, our shop manager, and Iona, who's our assistant manager, um, they, they, they meet our volunteers. I tend not to. Most of my work's actually at home because I do social media stuff on online um but yeah absolutely we have some you know lots of really interesting people who come and help us out definitely amazing so if somebody was walking down Headington High Street yeah and came upon Headington yeah. Fairtrade yeah. what would they experience describe the shop so um we are um very colorful full of color um we're quite um we're right in the middle of of Headington High Street really um and um, we've got lots of um, sort of crafts. Um, Susie, who's our shop manager, does beautiful window displays. Actually, Iona does brilliant ones too. She's she's been with us about the same time as me, um, and she's really creative actually. So we have beautiful window displays, um, but we sell a real variety of things. So it's it's colourful. It's a bit of an Aladdin's cave. Um, there's lots of different stuff. Um, you know, lots of homewares, sort of cushions and um, that sort of thing. But we also have lots of lovely sort of socks, scarves, bags, that sort of thing. Um, little key rings. My kids are obsessed with the sort of key rings and the soapstone things and uh, little pots for putting your teeth in when they fall out with a tooth fairy and that all that sort of, all those little things. Um, but as I say, we also do the refills, um, really quite a lot of food. I think that's one thing that people don't realise actually. We sell quite a lot of fair trade food. Um, so, um, you know, staples like pasta, I don't know, tuna in tins, um, but all sustainable and, and fairly traded. Chocolate, loads of really good chocolate. Um so um, it's a real mix of of everything. But yeah, we're quite sort of, it's very colourful and quite sort of crammed, full of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and you've also been experimenting with a pop-up shop in the cover market over the last few months. Yeah. Um, is that something that you'd like to kind of do in the future? Yeah, so I think, again, this was kind of, I think, an idea that originally came from John, um, this idea of, you know, having another site somewhere. Um, and I know that that's been sort of in mind for a while. Um, but this came up um, as a good opportunity um, with Makespace Oxford, um, who are sort of, Re, well, not repurposing, but kind of getting hold of, you know, unused units in Oxford City Centre and, um, you know, using them and not insisting that they're rented for, you know, months or years on end, but saying, actually, look, you can do a short pop up if you want. So this was kind of perfect for us to do a bit of an experiment, really. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, I, I think so. We're not sure exactly where we're going to go with it yet, but it's been really nice to have a sort of partnership with Fairtrade at St. Michael's. Um, and, um, you know, to be in a different location, to be in the covered market is kind of exciting. Um, it's quite different from being in Headington. You know, we're, we're a bit in the suburbs up there, but, you know, we're right in the city centre. Um, so, you know, we definitely have a different sort of set of clients down there, different customers down there. Um, so, yeah, I think it's something that we will definitely, you know, if, if it's been successful, um, I think we'd want to carry on or do something similar again. Um, yeah, we need to sort of see how it's gone, I think. And and how has it been working with fair trade at St Michael's? Because some, I imagine some people would think, oh, surely they're competitors. Yes. <laughs> so again, I think that's just the classic fair trade thing. Um, you know, yes, I agree. You know, in in theory, we are competitors, but actually, um, you know, we're keen on working together. And actually, if we can sell more products and create more of a platform for our producers. Um, you know, to, to make money, um, then that's great, you know. And um, we did, you know, we did talk to Fairtrade at St. Michael's actually about that specifically because obviously the new unit is closer to their shop. Um, but they were very happy for us to, you know, give it a go and and sort of see what happens. So, and the thing is, it's temporary for now. So um, it's very much an experiment, but it's kind of nice to have been able to do that without too much sort of outlay or... Um, there's been a lot of work, um, but it hasn't been a terrible risk to take for either of our, our shops. You know, it was worth giving it a go kind of thing. Yeah. And finding some, you know, a new market and, yeah. and marketing the shop in Headington as well. Yeah, and exactly. Exactly. That. And I think, you know, the thing about Fairtrade at St. Michael's and us is that, um, you know, the people that work there have different skills. And um, it's been really nice to be able to use, you know, I mean, for our, from our point of view, heading from Fair Trade, um, Feng, who's the sort of media assistant, sort of equivalent of me, she's, I'm kind of a bit of a word person, but she's very creative. So it's been amazing to have her go in and take some photos. And um, she's much better at that than me, much better. So it's just been really nice to, you know, to to have that skill, those skills. And she helped with designing um uh, leaflets and posters which I'm just not a sort of graphic person um, so it's been super helpful it's been lovely to be able to sort of draw on those skills um, and I'm sure we've you know provided skills that they don't necessarily have um, so you know it's just bigger and better when we're all involved basically yeah that, it's absolutely the ethos of Indie Oxford yeah. and that kind of feeling of being part of a community and being able to reach out to people and get support and, and collaborate yeah. rather than seeing it as yeah. like competition yeah. no. competition between, <laughs> no, no. between businesses between Indies um, so that's really really lovely lovely to hear and also you know talking about you know running it as a cooperative and yeah. how that works and yeah. And having those different voices yeah. to, to play on and all those different strengths that you can bring into the business to make it better Absolutely. and make sure that that fair trade message, because that's that's the thing, isn't it? That's that's what you want to get out there. Exactly, so, you know, yeah. it's great that, you know, you can give that a, a bigger a bigger platform. platform. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's really yeah. exciting. Yeah. So in terms of Headington, how do you feel um, supported by the community up there? Do you feel like there's camaraderie between businesses or is it very much that you've got this this kind of great um kind of customer base in the shop that's that's very um, that kind of keeps you going yeah i i i probably wouldn't be the person to ask about the sort of support of 
other shops around because I just I'm not in the shop often. Um, I know that I know that the other day we I asked I asked Susie and Iona to get a photo, um, and they popped next door to the running shop to get the guy to take a picture of them. So you know, obviously, you know, people are fairly friendly and you know they share a car park and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know so much about the sort of community. Uh, within the other businesses around there. But we definitely have a, um, you know, really good client base. We have people, real regulars, I think, who come in. And especially, um, I think a lot of people will come in for refills regularly and then they'll often think, oh, that, I'll buy that, I'll (laughs) buy that as well. Um, And, you know, I know, you know, around Christmas time, we, um, you know, people do come to us every year because we sell lovely gifts, really. Um, so, you know, we have regulars who come in and, um, you know, and buy buy presents, really. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think we, we would like to expand the uh, sort of demographic of people who come in. Um, we have some really good regulars who've been coming for years and years. And I think we sometimes we need to kind of advertise to sort of the younger demographic in a way. Um, there's loads of stuff that people, you know, would like. Um, so, you know, that's kind of one of the things that I've been trying to do is trying to appeal to, you know, a slightly younger crowd, I guess. Mm, yeah. And there's loads of, you know, it's great. There's a great amount of family-friendly products. Exactly, and, and yeah, like absolutely. Kids toys and yeah, things. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's no reason why not. I think it just... Um, I think one of the things is we rebranded a few years ago and I think that's really helped. Um, and I think before that, there was a a sort of thought within just sort of general Headington community that we were kind of another charity shop. Um, there are about a thousand charity shops in Headington, as you probably know. And I think... Um, I think we kind of blended in with that, um, but partly maybe because we're a sort of volunteer, you know, we've got volunteers working in the shop and... Um, but we're really not, and we are, are you know, um, you know, we sell a real wide range of things, and I think so. I think the the rebranding really helped with that, with sort of um, changing that per- perception of us. But I think we also want to continue to do that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Has, has that been surprising to you in your, you know, since you started that that kind of the demographic is. Older, no, or do you think- I don't think it's surprising. Um, I mean, I've lived in Headington myself for about 10 years. So I've kind of been aware of the shop, you know, that whole time. Um, um, and I think when it was rebranded, that made a big difference. Um, no, I don't think it's surprising. But I, I think we need to make people aware that there's great stuff for all ages <laughs> um in there yeah it's a it's a great little shop there's loads of of really interesting things to look at and buy what have you discovered over the last year about the business that you weren't aware of or that you found really fascinating um i mean i was i had not really thought very hard about it as a business itself so the the com- the sort of committee run aspect is um is new for me you know working for a company like that and it's um and it's great um um, you know, I really like the fact it's sort of not for profit. So um, we tend not to have a huge amount of leftover profit to sort of donate. I think when we do, we hope, um, you know, that we would donate to um, fair trade causes. Um, because we pay quite high business rates and rent, we we don't tend to um, have a huge amount left over and we reinvest it in the shop, really. Um, but I really like that. I mean, that aspect that, you know, it's not 
we're not trying to make money. We're trying to provide a platform for other people to make money who who need it more than us. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's just quite new, if new for me. Um, and um, yeah, really nice. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting that there is this kind of growing community of kind of social enterprises and and businesses for good in Oxford. And it's really nice to kind of hear about how they're run and, you know, the kind of people that get involved and want, you know, have that kind of passion behind them. Yeah. And not, and, and also that sort of, you know, it's not that everyone has to be a volunteer in that sort of business. You know, you can pay people to do your work. It's just that, you know, it's just that when the, you know, when you sort of at the end of the year, then, you know, anything left over is then reinvested. Um, and I like that fact you can pay people good money to do good work. Um, you, you're not having to, you know, desperately get volunteers um, left, right and centre. Um, I mean, we're lucky we do have lots of great volunteers and we, um, you know, who help in the shop regularly. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's great. And it's just really nice to have so many different people who are interested in helping out. Mm. And, and kind of joining the dots between, you know, sustainability and fair trade and all those different communities that kind of pull together and, you know, a shop like that kind of brings brings them together. Yeah, Do you find exactly. that you've got um, kind of connections through your kind of forest school work? Yeah, so, or- yeah, so I definitely find that. I mean, I've got two kids at school locally as well. So that sort of that's kind of a community right there. Um, so they're in Headington at the, um, at the local state school. So um, one of our committee members is the um, ex-head of the other state school, the other state primary school. So we've got quite a lot of sort of, um, you know, fingers out within the Headington community. Um, yeah, Forest School. I mean, I have, I, when I first started this job, I did sort of plug Headington Fairtrade on my Forest School sort of Facebook page because I thought this is just the perfect community. You know, the, the people who come to Forest School are also the people who want to shop sustainably and, um, you know, be fair. Um, so, so that is really helpful actually. And that's kind of one of the things that I've been trying to do in social media is trying to sort of build this community of people who don't necessarily, aren't necessarily just obsessed with fair trade, but are, are interested in the wider idea of being sustainable. Um, because, you know, I, I don't, you know, you don't have to only want to shop fair trade or only want to, you know, be completely plastic free, but you just someone just a bit normal like me who just wants to drive a bit less or, you know, try and use a bit less plastic or, you know, and our shop kind of, you know, just fits into that um, sort of um, mould and, you know, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, and I think it's it's really interesting and it's really interesting how, how that's evolved like over the last 11 years that it's become something quite niche and you can, you can see that in other areas as well kind of other causes have actually seen that you know it's part of this bigger picture that living sustainably is also about kind of the kindness economy and um, you know having a having a positive social impact and a, you know a community impact as well as just you know yeah driving less having you know trying yeah. to trying to make a positive environment yeah. impact. and I mean buying fair trade is like it has so many benefits as well. I mean, when, when you know, I was, I was thinking about this, preparing for this interview, I was sort of thinking, you know, I've, I've done various blogs on our website about, you know, fair trade and this, fair trade and that. And, you know, the benefits that sort of fair trade communities get are huge. So not only are they just paid fairly, which is, I think, sort of the obvious thing, you know, it's fair, fair trade. Um, but there's also um, every fair trade product has a small percentage of extra 
cost on it, which is called a fair trade premium. And that premium goes into a sort of fund for the community, um, which is used for the community. So things like schools, water, education, um, anything really that the community needs. So it's not just sort of individual people being paid the right amount for for doing the work they do, but it's also you know, communities end up massively benefiting. Children get education. Um, you know, people are given sort of free transport to work, for example. There are lots of um, producer communities where women will um, be taught to do something and then be able to do it at home so they can work around their children. Because, you know, I as a mum know how hard that is. And I, you know, I, I have a, a partner who is, you know, really helpful. But, you know, as a um, you know, in a in a poor community, then that's massively helpful. It's the difference between being able to go out and earn money or not at all. Um, so, um, you know, and things like no no forced labour. They're really uh, the fair trade sort of principles are very um, uh, clear on sort of gender equality. And it's not just saying you know let's be equal, but it's trying to actually break down you know historical um, ideas of gender you know, roles. So even if it's sort of, even if it's not gender equality, but it's like, oh, well, women always do this job and men always do this job. Fair trade are very keen on, you know, if it's a fair trade um, uh, producer, then, you know, they have to show that they're actually trying to break down those historic roles. And, um, you know, so, and and also respect for the environment. So they have to show that they're trying to use less water, um, you know, or min, you know, minimal water, and not using chemicals, um, and just looking after the environment. Um, so, so it's so much more actually than fair trade, as it's called. It's, um, you know, when you buy something made by a producer community, you're really helping the lives of of individual people and whole communities. So, um, and I think that's something people maybe don't know. Um, so that's kind of one thing I've been trying to sort of um, disseminate that information a bit bit more, really, I suppose. Mm, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah, there's a huge amount to it. Um, yeah. And and again, it's just that holistic approach, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's really, yeah, very yeah. inspiring. Yeah, no, it really is. And, you know, people, you, there are stories of, you know, producers who've, you know, lives have been changed, really. Um, and a lot of, I mean, there's there's a company called Cards from Africa. So we sell a lot of cards. So um, just birthday cards, Christmas cards, and they're, they're little, um, you know, cut out bits of paper, you know, sort of stuck on. They're really nice and they've signed by the person who made them on the back. Um, but they're um, based in Rwanda um, and they're orphans. So they're sort of grown up orphans, <laughs> sort of young, young adult orphans, um, from either the genocide or or disease, really. Um, and these people have no hope, really. And then they find cards from Africa and suddenly, actually, their lives are turned around and they've got, um, you know, they, they're taught a craft. Um, they're able to work from home if they have children. Um, and, it and you know, they have a sort of community suddenly as well. They have people looking after them. Um, they get taken to work, taken home from work. Um, their children, there's a school where the children, you know, so it's sort of like a massive, um, you know, from from you know, really sort of destitute to actually having a, you know, a a great future. Mm. So it makes a big difference. Mm. Yeah. And it's all those kind of little things that we take for granted in the UK, like exactly. having schools and yeah. water and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere safe Absolutely. to live. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, you know, I, I was lucky enough to do quite a lot of sort of traveling before I had kids. And I think that sort of helped my interest in it as well, because, you know, I have seen that 
you know, some people just don't exactly don't have what we have. Mm. Um, and even just, you know, the hospital, just especially living in Oxford, you know, the hospital's just there. You know, if someone's ill, we just go to hospital. And uh, yeah, I mean, people don't have that all over the world. So um, if you can support, you know, decent people to do good things, then I think it's worth doing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, Headington Fairtrade, you know, does that. Yeah. So if people want to connect with you online, yeah. where's the best place to find so we So our website is at www.headingtonfairtrade.org.uk. Um, and then we're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. We're at Headington Fairtrade. And then I think Twitter is at Headington underscore FT. Um, and yeah, and I do blog posts every couple of weeks so have a look at our blog um and then we've got a click and collect shop online so we set up our we've got a new website which i set up last year um which included a click and collect shop so that was kind of as a immediate response to lockdown um we still the click and collect shop is still going um we actually don't sell much on it at all anymore i do think as a as the sort of shop we are, it's actually really nice to go in because you want to sort of feel stuff and, you know, look at things, and touch things. Um, and that's, I think that's kind of what we're for, really. But um, things are on Click and Collect. If people want to buy on Click and Collect, particularly food, um, you know, they can. We'll package it up and they can just come and pop in and get it. Um, so that's still going Um I'm kind of saying that because I'm not sure how many people know it's still going, but it is still going. Um, but the website tells you a bit more about fair trade, tells you about the sort of things we've got in stock. Um, we don't, you know, we don't update it with every new delivery we get, but, you know, it shows the sort of things we've got in stock. And, um, yeah, there's some interesting blog posts about fair trade and, um, yeah, and a shop if you want to use it. But I recommend, if you can, go in because it's lovely to go in and, feel things <laughs> yeah oh it's a lovely shop and it's really great to hear that you're um, doing regular blog posts and, yeah. and sharing some of that information that you know you've talked about today um so yeah but we'll definitely be having a look cool thank you so much you're Good to chat to you today. thank you thanks thank you. <laughs>